Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is January, is it? No, it's not even January. I'm already starting off bad. It's February 12th. (laughs) That's me right now, y'all. That's me. So, we have started a new comic book series. It's called Avengers Forever. Called the Encyclopedia. God bless. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Fuck the writers on this one. And the reason I say that is because this is from 19, really 1999, but it came out, it started out in December of 1998. So uh, it's not the recent one. It's not the 2021. But before we get into that, we had some news that came up that I thought was really interesting and it pertains to like things that we've talked about on the podcast and stuff like that. So let's talk about that real quick. News dropped that we're going to get an animated witches series on Amazon Prime. Now, our Halloween special was the witches train. Okay, so we mm-hmm. went through and read all Scott Snyder's witches with a uh, jock artwork in it. So go back and check that out. Go listen to that. What do y'all think of this, though? Well, I mean, we, we I know, Richard, you said something about really wanting a witch's series when we were reading it, but this is animated. So what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm happy to see it because I've, I've been wanting to see it in some form that isn't like, you know, still images. I really wanted this to be live action. I got to be honest with you. So I'm I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not like, I'm not rioting. I'm not screaming against the void. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it'll be cheaper and easier to make. And depending on the artist, maybe they'll use Jock. Like maybe they'll get somebody or Jock himself will do the art for it. That'll be dope if that's the case. You better get one of those watercolor backgrounds. (laughs) Yeah. Regardless, I just want, you know, I just want it in some other media than comics. I... I love the comic. I love it a lot. So anyway, I'm excited for this. What about you, Night Fury GTO? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I agree with Richard. I'm excited about it. I don't think it would have been a hard, like, hard stretch to be able to make this in live action, especially with like shows like The Walking Dead and things like that. I mean, that's, you'd be running kind of the same type thing, like as far as the creatures and things like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Just actually knowing about a show before it was released is is exciting for me. (laughs) (laughs) Do y'all think that like the live action, that that we're not getting a live action, I got like my thoughts or whatever reasons behind it, but like, do you think that like, because The Last of Us is doing well, and I kind of think this might be like something geared towards that audience. I could see that maybe. Mm. Uh, Is that right? Is that? I mean, maybe. Well, Last of Us is, you know, zombie or fungus zombies but this is like spooky witches but not like not in the context that you normally think like not yeah. the uh, Sanderson sisters right. but yeah and like also last of us is based off a video game whereas witches is based off a comic book but anyway yeah okay do you think it's because you know there's talks of there being another like witches series mm-hmm. so do you think that like because there's talks of that and it's not really came out yet, they're like kind of reserved as far as doing a live action and maybe being like hoping if a second one came out, it'd be hard to get the actor to come back possibly because how contracts are these days. Oh yeah. Possibly. Yeah. 
Also, I'm wondering if like all the drama that went on with Kirkman and The Walking Dead, <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe that's also a key player in all this. I guess it could be, yeah. Yeah, because like, I mean, there hadn't been. I'm sure AMC would have would have snatched this one up too. Maybe. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Scott Gimple would have a field day with this. Yeah. I don't know who it is that's over there that's running... Like, hey, you gotta, you know, do nothing for like six episodes, and then when the anyway, <laughs> when the mid-season finale happens, then something will happen. When he got over, like, because I think he was over The Walking Dead there for like a season or two. Yeah, it was not good when he was over it. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I was not thrilled with it at all. And then I want to say a lady came in after that, and she actually did a really good job. When I remember, gotcha. Anyways, on to Spider-Man news, also at Amazon Prime. So here, like a month or so back, we got news that we were going to get a Silk movie over at Amazon Prime. Live action, if I'm not mistaken. Now there's word that we're going to get a Spider-Man noir live action at Amazon Prime. What do you like? I don't understand why, because I've also heard that these will not tie into Sony's Spider-Verse. That these will just be like their own kind of thing. So... I don't quite get that. I don't quite understand that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> when when I heard this news, I was like, what? Was anybody at, like, I liked the Spider-Man noir. I don't know. I know I've never read it, like the story, but like, it's a cool costume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, well, I mean, I was going to say like, who knows who Spider-Man noir is? Like, or what it is. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't. Well, I mean, a lot of people know him only because of Into the Spider-Verse, the cartoon movie. Yeah. Like, he's a pivotal character in that movie. Oh, my God. You don't, Which one is he? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's the one that's noir, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that can't see the Rubik's Cube right. He's the one that's black and white oh. and wears a fedora and a, like a trench coat, oh. you know, because he oh, looks gotcha. like he's from a noir novel or storyline. <laughs> I've never read a noir. I don't know what the heck that is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck a noir is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. So do, do y'all want Nicolas Cage to play this? Like, I liked him as the voice for it, but I don't necessarily know that I want him to be like Spider-Man noir. I mean, as long as he does his, like, little, like, the gone in 60 seconds, like, hand gestures and stuff like that, and he's, like, ready to go. <laughs> Is it? It's live action, isn't it? I think that it was. That's, yeah. Yeah. He's too old to be Spider-Man noir. <laughs> You'll never see his face. You you would eventually see his face, but, I mean, I yeah, I liked his voice acting for it, but I don't, this is so bizarre. This is one of those Sony things that I'm like, okay. Was anybody asking for this? <laughs> uh, I like the silk idea. I like them doing the silk idea. I wish they, yeah. like, I know that their Crackle, Sony's Crackle streaming service, like, nobody oh. gives a shit or even, like, knows really about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I know about that is because of, uh, and this is, has nothing to do with what we talk about, but the comedians and cars getting coffee. Sure, yeah. It's Jerry Seinfeld. It was a good show. Oh. So, good talk. Got you. Cool story, bro. So people were laughing. (laughs) It actually was a wildly popular show. It was almost like a video podcast where he would have a special guest and they, it's literally what was in the title. They would go and have coffee and talk and 
talk while in a car and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sounds too happy every day for me. I'm not. <laughs> I can't be there for that. <laughs> okay. Anything else with the Spider-Man Noir? No, I, I I mean, other than I like, I really love the Cindy Moon, like silk idea. Yeah. But if it's not tying into anything, it's, that's bizarre. It's just so bizarre. Exactly. Yeah. Like, why are you not building on? And like, I, like I was trying to say though, was that like, why are you not building up your own streaming platform? Like, why are you not pushing Crackle to be something then? Like, if you have the properties, you own Crackle. Why not start charging six dollars a month or something instead yeah. of paying Amazon to do? Or I guess maybe they're loaning. Or, so have they like got the property from Marvel and then they're like loaning it out to Amazon Prime? Yeah. Is that what this is? And so they're getting like money off of that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's like leasing a car and then putting it up on that like rent a car site. Yep, that's a, that's a great analogy. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, let's get into this Avengers Forever. I'm not going to lie. I don't have many notes. I don't have much of nothing because one of my notes is writing sucks on this, okay? (laughs) I don't really want that to be a precursor to this because it's only the first six issues of this. This is a 12-issue story. But the writing sucks on this. Like, (laughs) Drawing's really good. I really like the drawing. Writer on this is Kurt. uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Kurt Busick. Busick, yeah. Kurt Busick. Okay, awesome. And Roger Stern, yep. along with Carlos Pacheco and Jesus Marino. Yeah, I believe that's how you say his name. Yeah, I'm going to go with Marino. So yeah, I enjoyed the artwork on this. It was nice, a 90s artwork. It wasn't overly done, though, with patches or pouches and like abs on abs on abs and, <laughs> you know, biceps on biceps. But it was still very tasteful art, I thought. But the writing, oh my God, y'all, the writing, I just. <laughs> yeah. My problem, like, with that one is that he wouldn't move on. No. Like, he wanted to elaborate upon elaborate upon elaborate. And I'm like, we don't, we don't need to know what's happening in, I don't know, just Atlanta, Georgia versus what's <laughs> happening in just Timbuktu over here. And then, like, all the places <laughs> in the middle. And I'm like, okay, we get it. Things are happening across the world. Let's move on. <laughs> okay so before we get too deep in the weeds on this well meters so far with this six issues what is the well meters for y'all on this uh i will say that i am just (laughs) say i'm overwhelmed by vocabulary (laughs) 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 but as the story overall i i will say i'm teetering on whelmed pleasantly well just mainly because I, you know, I, I don't know much about comics anyway, and, it, you know, I haven't read a whole lot of them. And so I'm, I just enjoy learning about them for the most part. But like it pulls, one of the issues I had with it was it kind of pulls references from, it seemed to me like it pulls references from maybe other comics or other happenings, at least in the sixth issue, fifth issue, something like that. It, like it references like some, and I like, I obviously have no idea what they're talking about or anything, but Overall, yeah, I'm, I'm on the whelmed, pleasantly whelmed. Well, don't worry about the things you don't know because they got plenty of opportunities and bubble yeah. boxes to explain it to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, my, all right. So, when I first started, like when we picked this out to read and I started scrolling through it, I thought I was going to hate this for the reasons that y'all were talking about. There's a lot of goddamn text in this, in this story, there's a whole lot of text. 
And as I was reading it, this is the crazy bullshit <laughs> that I talk about when I like when I talk to people who haven't read comics and I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll recommend good books. And then I'll recommend for some people, I'm like, you want to know a crazy story? Read Avengers Forever. Because this is one of those that is just nonsensical. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> to quote Adebayo from Peacemaker, this shit is getting goofy. Because, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going into tangents, but Please do. I can't really, I honestly, at some points I was overly whelmed and at other points I was underly whelmed because like issue five, like I, well, just the entire cowboy arc Oh. I fucking oh. hated. I just did not care. I was just like, please move on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so to to give y'all's like quick thing about how he just kept going on and on, like the narrator, this was also back when Stan Lee was in charge of Marvel. Yeah. And Stan Lee was big on every comic is somebody's first comic. Yep. So he put in tons of exposition for if you picked up this book and you didn't know a goddamn thing about what was going on, <laughs> there would be exposition for you to at least understand something to enjoy the story. Yes. But yeah. if you're reading it back to back, like I, I got to a point where I just skipped the very first page that had the name. Yep. Cause I was like, oh, I yeah. just read this stuff. I already know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for like the first two or three pages, at least usually were just the recap. Yeah. yeah. Boy, wait, I thought you were the one that always watched the, the opening intro stuff and everything. Yeah, I watch an intro. This isn't an intro. This is like... But it is. This is the, Somebody put an effort into it, though. This is exposition <laughs> of, of what happened last issue. And I get it because they came out month to month. You would need that reminder as well. But yeah, it, this is one of those it does not read well when you're reading it back to back. Yeah. This this was a year-long story. It went from December 1998 to November 1999. Wow. A year-long story. Could you imagine getting this book every month to find out what eventually happened? <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> no. No, I don't think I could do it. Well, I mean, no. this is also... This is what I say when the Avengers are considered the unsellables. Yeah. Because, like, this is a bunch of fucking who... Who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had a lot of those moments. Yeah, exactly. But not necessarily the <laughs> Avengers, but certain people that they introduce. Anyway, I, I'll, I'll let you continue. Sorry. <laughs> Libra? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to... Issue two, his reveal. There's this cloaked guy yeah. in issue one, and it's all like, ooh, he's super mysterious. <laughs> issue two comes out. It's revealed who the cloaked guy is. And he unveils himself and he's like, it is I, Libra. And they're all like, oh my gosh, it's Libra. I immediately was like, fucking who? Like, <laughs> and looked him up. He is literally nothing. He's nobody. I mean, yes, he is a thing. But back when they were basically doing villain of the week for uh, the Avengers, he's part of the fucking, what do they call it? The uh, Zodiac. Zodiac. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's part of the Zodiac team. But like, uh, and he like. I felt Hawkeye when he like slugs him later on. Anyway, I'm getting off on other things, but anywho. <laughs> um, fuck this book. I'm so underly well. <laughs> don't give two shits about this book. 
I really don't. I think there's cool things about it that I'm sure we'll get into and we'll talk about as far as like this first couple of issues. Like, for example, is it called the Forever Crystal or the Crystal Forever? What's it called? Yeah. He calls it. There's a Forever Crystal and then the Heart of Forever. Yeah. He calls it the Heart of Forever, but then Immortus gets it and then he, I guess, changes it to the Forever Crystal. Yeah. One of the reasons why I recommended this book is I think this is going to play into Quantum Mania. I think they're going to take elements of this book in King Dynasty. I think this is seriously going to play into stuff that we're going to see in the future. I do totally agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you on that. I like your idea of what Scott needs to get for the Quantum uh, Mania movie, that it Mm -hmm. possibly being this Forever Crystal. I like that idea, especially what it does in this book. Mm -hmm. I also like, because I don't think I've read anything Kang like ever. Yeah. Just my characters that I read normally don't really interact with Kang. Right. Which I say that, but one of the big ones is Iron Man and Iron Man's dealt with, you know, as an Avenger, but like, I don't read Avenger books. Yeah. So to watch though, Kang and Immortus, who's the same person sit there and see their like duking it out and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's cool because I don't know that you get that in too many books. Their whole dick measuring contest in the, <laughs> in the, in the first issue when they're trying to kill Rick Jones, which, by the way, this book, too, so silly. Rick Jones, the fucking Archie of the Marvel Universe, oh. is all of a sudden the most important person in the Marvel Universe. And I'm just like, no one cares. Like, I know he's this big person that's literally interacted with, like, he's the, he's Coulson, if you will, oh, okay. for the comic universe. Yeah. And... But still, I was just like, no, I don't care about Rick Jones. <laughs> but anyway, when... Immortus and Kang are like fucking arguing with yourself with themselves. And well, I guess it works that way too. But uh, what I was about to say. And and Immortus is like the I don't know, the Wizard of Oz and his head's all like he's all just a talking him up. And Kang's like, you know, you're a I forget, you're like, you're a gardener, you're an old man, you know. And like, it's you, you jackass. Like, right. It's just so annoying. What? And like, I sitting here thinking about it too, like one other issue I have with it is that, like, honestly, I have no real clear definition of the plot line. <laughs> like, what's supposed to be happening? Who's after what? And, like, I mean, what the end game is here? Like, I, I have no idea what Immortus, I, 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 he's obviously changing timelines and things like that. And after that, forever crystal, whatever. But other than that, I don't, I don't know why he's doing it or what happened. Or, I mean, it's just, it's just there. Well, from what I gather and from what I, you know, from the little that I've read and stuff like that, Kang and Mortis, like, they're all, their, like, main goal is to be the king of time. Yeah. And they'll start it, like, we saw Kang in the western part sit there and grow an empire and say, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to take over the 19th century and into the 20th. Yeah. So, like, it's always about, like, being the emperor of time. You know what I mean? So, like, his motives are pretty generally, like, that from what I gather anyways especially with him like having the ability to erase branches of time so that like they never have to exist or to be able to change something within his timeline but not change himself or not cause another branch then that's what the forever crystal is like for for erasing and like changing the past without causing another branch yeah 
And he also wants to do something like with Rick Jones, like that prelude or the thing that happened at the very beginning of the book where it's like an alternate earth and it's like, I don't know, Jones Rycard instead of Rick Jones. But, uh, and he's using like the event, he like freezes time and uses all the Avengers to like kill all the Yondu people. Or that is Yondu people, by the way, Jeremy. Yeah. That's why I was like, is it Yon? Like, was it Yondu or is it just like his, like, it's his race? Yeah. Okay. And it's also like an alternate, like, multiverse Earth. But so everybody in his race has like the, 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 yes. the Mohawk thing. Yeah. It's not like some technology. It's just how his race looks. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. In the movies, Gunn wanted to make it make sense. Yeah. But yeah, something about, because that's the other thing, the Supreme Intelligence, the Kree Supreme Intelligence, is talking about Rick Jones's destiny force or whatever the fuck it's called. It's it's a bullshit a deus ex machina. But I think Kang, not Kang, Immortus wants to stop Rick for some reason, But because they're, they're constantly talking about where we're on the precipice of humanity where they will either falter or continue to evolve and all this nonsense. So, can, uh, I keep saying Kang. It's the same goddamn person, but Immortus. <laughs> <laughs> it's Immortus who wants to stop Rick Jones for whatever reason. And it's Kang who wants to not stop it, but it's the same person. So, it, it's just at different points in time. So It makes no sense at all, but, but whatever. <laughs> so, I kind of spoiled it for myself as far as like, because I was doing a little bit of like research and stuff like that. Right. And as a hint, the Destiny Force will be like something pivotal. And that's why he needs Rick Jones gone. And what it's going to be used for has been spoken about several times in these six issues. Yeah, the Destiny War. Uh, yes. And you're kind of like, why the fuck do I care about the Destiny War? So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my notes is literally that. It's like, why does everyone keep talking about the Destiny War and why should I care? <laughs> right, exactly. As far as Rick Jones goes, one of my notes, you called him the Archie of comics, which I like yours version is better because mine was Rick Jones is an Opie Taylor. And gosh darn it, yeah. this stinks. Yeah. I'm in here. Blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's... All of them are very hokey. Fucking, uh, I, I love it, though, because it makes me think of Zap Brannigan, but fucking Yellow Jacket. Uh, Every time I read Yellow Jacket's dialogue, I, Zap Brannigan was playing in my head like, hello, ladies. <laughs> I find the most erotic part of a woman, the breasts. <laughs> it's just so, he's so dumb. And he's like chewing on his gum and he's like pulling his gum out. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's such an ass. <laughs> My note says, Yellow Jacket is nauseating to read. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with it. And the, the last note that I have is, on top of Rick Jones as an Opie Taylor, is Rick Jones sucks. Because <laughs> he has this force within him to be able to break time barriers and pull Avengers from all time periods to him. And who the fuck does he choose? He chooses a Hawkeye that has no trick arrows. He chooses a fucking out of his mind Hank Pym in the form of Yellow Jacket who's beat the shit out of Jan. Not yet, but will eventually in the future. He picks another Hank Pym because one's not enough. Yeah, we have to have a giant man version of him. I thought that was so funny. It was like, really? We get two Hank? God damn it. 
Well, see, that was, that was my thing is like he pulled all these people, these characters in and like of different timelines and, you know, they make little hints or references to what's going on with these. And I'm like, I, I have no clue what they're going through or what they've been through or what they will go through. Because you got Cap that apparently is, I guess, at a point where he's going to be questioning his his whole point in life, I guess, yes. and life purpose or whatever. And then I'm like, well, what? why is he doing that? And then it's these things where I'm like, I have no idea what these characters went through <laughs> yeah you got a captain america who's in bitch mode like <laughs> yeah, yeah he's very sad sack yeah but i understand why so i i went through and researched all the who these people were so wasp and giant man not yellow jacket but giant man are pulled out of time directly after the events of the destiny war they will basically come back to that point yeah Hank Pym Yellow Jacket was pulled, obviously he says it, but pulled prior to right before they were about to get married. Steve Rogers is the most interesting one. Steve Rogers was pulled right before the events of Secret Empire, not the Secret Empire where Captain becomes Captain Hydra, but the original Secret Empire story where Secret Empire is an organization like Hydra. They infiltrated the U.S. government. Cap was going after the head of Secret Empire. His name is number one. They use numbers instead of names. He chased him into the White House, and they never reveal who number one is, but he pulls his, his hood off. Captain America sees who it is, and then he commits suicide because he did not want to get caught. I did not read this issue, but while researching it, they say it's heavy alluded to be Richard Nixon the actual president. Oh, wow. And that's what faltered Captain America. He eventually goes on to become Nomad. We've talked about that in the past. Yes. This is that moment where he is no longer, like, he doesn't really believe in America anymore, and he doesn't want to represent it, so he throws down the mantle and becomes Nomad. So, while you're talking about the whole agents went by numbers and stuff like that, the whole time all I think of is, who does number two (laughs) work for? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too, when I was researching it, was the Austin Powers stuff, yeah. <laughs> the Clint Barton one, he's pulled from Avengers 99, and it's in between when he became, I believe, Giant Man for a hot second, and then returned back to being Hawkeye. Yes. But I love in one of the issues, they literally throw shade at Hawkeye, where it's just like, he's just a guy with arrows. Like, he didn't even have trick arrows. He's just a guy with arrows. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Jeremy, you'll like this. Well, maybe you won't. There's Genesis Vell, the son of Captain Marvel. <laughs> nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> well, no, I was. I'm not. I was disappointed to see who it was because it wasn't. It wasn't the, the one that matters. <laughs> you ain't right. <laughs> He's the only Captain Marvel that matters. No, my lord. The only one for my heart. No, my lord. She wasn't even the first female Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well. Monica Rambeau, the black lady in uh, WandaVision was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hot damn, you don't say. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> Melissa Gold is Songbird. She's also pulled from the exact same timeline as Genesis Vale. They came from an alternate Earth, supposedly Earth 98120. I do think that we will get Genesis Vale in the upcoming The Marvels movie. Oh, really? I think so. 
I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to mash up uh, Marvel Boy with mm. Genesis Vale. Gotcha. That's my theory anyway of what they're going to do. That was, that was another one. I was having a hard time like who we were talking about because they were Marvel Boy and Captain Marvel Boy in the same <laughs> I, mean, I was like, yeah. I thought at first when I said Marvel Boy, I thought they were making fun of Captain Marvel and like, but no, I was like, no, that's actual character. And so, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. But you think they'll make him all like starry, galactic y looking in the movie? I hope so. That's a cool look. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they did it with love in Love and Thunder for a split second in the reflection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they also did it with Eternity. Yeah. So yes, I hope they do that. Yeah, but I, it's not going to be that Marvel boy that they mash it up with. There's another Marvel boy that came out not too long ago, maybe like early 2000s, and he had his own series. And I think that's the one that they're going to mash up with. Hmm. I could be completely wrong though. That's just my theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not thrilled with the team. I mean, you don't have a sorcerer on there. You don't have like, I mean, you got a genius on there. Two of them, really. One of them's mad, the other one's whatever. But if you could pull a genius, why would you not pull Mr. Fantastic? Like, I'm not even going to go Tony Stark on you. I'm just going to say Mr. Fantastic. Like, why would you not pull that? Yeah. I don't know. Rick Jones' choice of Avengers to pull, I'm I'm kind of concerned with, because I'm like, you could have pulled anybody. <laughs> anybody in the fucking timeline, Avenger-wise, to, yeah. and this, this is the crew. This is the Motley crew you came up with. Fuck you, Rick Jones. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I I agree. Like it was so I do. Like I love the story for how goofy it is and just the crazy bullshit that we see. One of my favorite moments since we're kind of in that area. I love when Immortus sends his like warrior Tempest. <laughs> and <laughs> I love the part where he's all like talking about how you know, Immortus won't let him die and all this stuff, but he's going to kill Rick Jones. And the line is where it says, you are under no such curse indeed. Great Immortus has charged me to grant you the gift I can never share. And so with the power of my mighty war club, you think he's going to smash him. The next panel goes, I shall drain your spirit of the very life force. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> comical to me because he, he looks like he's going to smash him to bits, but instead he's yeah. just, I'm going to drain you of your life for it. It's just so fucking dumb. <laughs> well, and I think that's a precursor of like, Immortus wants the Destiny Force. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I also just find it funny that Kang is just like killing all of the warriors throughout time that Immortus has sent. Like there is just a pile of bodies in this room and Rick Jones just wakes up to it. <laughs> like he's just yeah. like, oh, sh- oh, shit, what is all this? <laughs> well, then he gives all like cosmic power and he's like this super being. And he's like, I call upon the forces of these Avengers. <laughs> and then they come in and he's like, oh, shit, I can't walk again, guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, I've got my legs back. I can move around. I can do this. I can do that. Well, fuck you. Go jump some rope or something. We got shit. We got <laughs> big boys talking over here. Yep. oh i'm not excited to read the next six y'all i'm just i'm just being real with you i'm not i don't hmm. (laughs) yeah i mean i'll be on it by issue six i was like oh thank god like we're actually getting somewhere 
like we actually know like like something is happening finally i really felt like it should have just been three issues to get to this point <laughs> we didn't need six yes like i said the the western stuff could have just been cut out totally i don't it felt like an episode of star trek you know when they go into like the hollow deck and like it's all of a sudden a western episode and it was just like why i don't care like i get that this is some old stuff that like stanley used to do with like the cowboy characters in marvel but i don't care like i like western movies but i just don't care I will say I did like some of the Western characters they brought. I was enjoying the characters they brought out, but I hated that they changed Hawkeye's like dialogue to match that time period. Oh yeah. I was like, dude, you don't talk like that. Just just don't don't try and blend in that hard. (laughs) Don't write him like that. That's dumb. I like seeing the original Ghost Rider. Yeah. I like seeing him there and like I thought that was cool. And of course, I like the dinosaur being in a Western. I thought that was great. <laughs> like, I don't care what anybody says. That was really cool. Yeah. But who, who was the original Ghost Rider? The guy that was in all white. Yeah, I oh. believe he was called the Phantom Rider or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, I was not, I wasn't a fan of any of these time periods. Like, I will say this much. If you're into like reading action, if you like having like these big massive fights, it was like every issue was a big, massive fight. And so, like, that was kind of cool. But at the same time, there's so much dialogue that, like, I, yeah. I had a hard time enjoying the artwork and, like, in the, the fight scenes and stuff like that. So, and then I don't like Rick Jones. Yeah. Again, like, yeah. I just. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, like, that was my other issue, too. Is like, I couldn't really, you'd have, almost have to read it and then go back and try and look at the, the artwork for an extra few minutes just to try and take it in because there was just yeah, everything was just jumping around so much to me and couldn't hardly you know, just trying to figure out what all was actually supposed to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. And who all was saying what catchy phrase during the, their fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hokey. Yeah. The dialogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My note, it's for issue five and I just had this shit is so corny and it's the stuff <laughs> with Wasp and Captain Marvel and how Gorilla Man like and all that, uh, all that stuff was just so corny as shit. I liked uh, Future with Black Panther and Jocasta. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That was a cool, interesting like timeline. But the rest could all fuck right off. <laughs> I just did not care. <laughs> well, but then also on that Future one where they got Mopey Cap or whatever you want to call him, like mm-hmm. there. So that, and then he just sees how like basically all Earth is just destroyed anyway. So it's like well. Kind of kick him while he's down, I guess. Yeah, but I did like, like there was a point to that. Like at the end when he tells Black Panther about like, are you going to choose revenge or are you going to choose life? Yeah. And it kind of, I guess, puts a pep back in his step or something. If we want to go hokey lines. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time he was thinking, all that follows me is death and despair. He's going <laughs> to choose revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Y'all got anything else on this? No, I mean, I, I've got funny moments. Some of my favorite Please moments. Please make me laugh about this. <laughs> <laughs> Issue three, the narrator explains like the displaced Avengers and it gets to Hawkeye. And uh, I think the line is a Hawkeye who only recently taken up the bow and arrow again without the high tech arsenal and arrowheads. I think that's funny. Just they're like some fucking guy with a bow and arrow. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, no, I know what my one of my favorite moments. Did any of y'all read? Because this is great. This is the old 
old comics that had Stan's soapbox. Did anybody read any of those? No. At the no. end? Oh, man. I, I, I read a bunch of them. This was my favorite <laughs> one. I think it was from issue two. Yes, it was from issue two. This guy writes in and he asks Stan Lee this question. Will the Inhumans get another series? They're the greatest team ever created. And how <laughs> come the color red is used so much in superhero costumes? And the guy's name was Richard. Uh, he's from Ontario, Canada. And Stan's like, funny you should ask about the Inhumans, dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Casada and Palmiati are producing that series right now. As for the color red... It's more lively and more exciting than most colors. And anyway, he just goes on. But I just think that, like, he was just kind of like, well, dick. Uh, <laughs> like, I think he was throwing shade there. But that's just. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in issue six, Crimson Dynamo, like they get in the Wakanda ship. Crimson Dynamo was not allowed to be in the ship. He had to, like, fly himself. <laughs> They're like, no, fuck you, Crimson Dynamo. <laughs> You're a villain. Fuck off. <laughs> like, you can, you can stay outside the ship. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's pretty much all of my, I mean, this thing was so, like, we had the supreme intelligence, basically the, for those that don't know, he looks like the face of Bo. If you've ever seen Doctor Who, he looks like the fucking face of Bo. And we've got scrolls, there's space phantoms or time phantoms that are just scrolls again. It's just all nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I got Zordon vibes whenever I saw the Supreme <laughs> Intelligence. That was my... I like your, your Wizard of Oz reference, though, too. That was a good one. So. Yes. <laughs> Alright. Well, I know the big game is tonight. Yeah. I know there's trailers dropping. Yeah. So, by the time this is out, the big game will be over with. Everybody will have already seen all the trailers. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, I believe, will be out. Yep. Yeah, they will. So... Be on the lookout for that review. We'll be doing that when we can get it in. We're going to finish up this Avengers Forever series, the one, you know, the uh, 7 through 12. I'd love to talk about the trailers as well because just real quick, the Flash looks dope as fuck. I'm just letting y'all know right now. Like, I don't know if y'all watched it or not, but I, I enjoyed it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, they put another trailer out for that. It looks pretty good, but I'm way more excited about the Flash than I am that. Really? Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I I've not watched that trailer yet, so I'll. I won't spoil it for you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO, and uh, might try and stream some of the new Hogwarts Legacy. Oh yeah, it's, I've been playing that. That's a it's a blast. Yeah, my wife has been playing the shit out of that. It came in like Wednesday or Thursday, and yeah, she. She's done nothing but side mission after side mission. Like, she's just now able to, like, fly her broom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played a ton either. But, I yeah, I haven't got to flying the broom yet. So, I, she's a, she's ahead of me on there. But, yeah, it's a it's definitely... I haven't even started, like, venturing out outside of the castle, really. So, it's, a, it's a, insane how big this map is going to be. But, yeah, it's a cool game. It's freaking huge. Like, it's so, like, the castle is big, and then you can explore tons. Anyway, we're just doing a podcast about uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, <laughs> it looks fun. I can't yeah. wait to play it, honestly. Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm going to be going to play a little bit after we get done here, probably. So, <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on there. And, of course, I will be back here. 
Cool. Uh, I will stick with trying to play Guardians of the Galaxy because I still have not done that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't finished that one yet either. So. Shame. <laughs> Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. I have a Twitter handle. It is Night Curry. Night like day and night. And Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, thank you. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> Gif. Yes, Captain. I have made it with a woman. Inform the men.